Good evening and welcome to Slam and Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petrie. This episode of Slam the Gavel is sponsored by CPS Protect Consulting Services. Child protective services cases are among the most frightening experiences any parent can endure. Don't face them alone. With urgent assist by CPS Protect, you get the peace of mind to raise your children as you see fit and the personalized assistance of their team of expert child welfare consultants, former CPS investigators themselves, right when you need it. Get started absolutely free at cpsprotect.com forward slash register. And this is available in all 50 states. And I'm very happy to have Todd Bensman back on. He was last on season three, episode 42, where we discuss America's covert border war. And today we're going to discuss his new book, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. I welcome you, Todd Bensman. Boy, that's a that's a ex- very thick book. How long did it take you to write and put all this together? Well, yeah, it is pretty thick. And I mean, I guess if there's a, a criticism of the book that I've heard is that it it is it is pretty um, comprehensive, shall mm-hmm. we say, on policy. But uh, this is the only book uh, out there that has been published about this historic mass migration crisis. We're now in the fourth year of this thing, consecutive year, uh, with about uh, five and a half million people foreign nationals who crossed the border in the country now in 36 months and probably another couple million before we're um, through the first term of the Biden administration, which was when this started. Um, So this is the only book I want to say, you know, I mean, it's based on a lot of my uh, field reporting and interviews with hundreds and hundreds of immigrants uh, who are on the way in Mexico, all along the border in Central America uh, and that reporting went on for, um, you know, for quite a few years. So I don't know if that gets counted in writing the book. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> but, should. <laughs> but I mean, the actual sit down, okay, I'm going to start writing. I want to say probably took about um, five and a half or six months. Uh, and then there was some editing and, you know, it mm-hmm. went, it dragged on for this. Um, it it published less than a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. So we're still in its... Um, honeymoon period. And uh, it's just as relevant now mm-hmm. as fact, this thing is flying off the shelves right now uh, because of what's happening down there still and how it's becoming, you know, probably the top campaign issue for the 2024 presidential election. And this is the only reference book about what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just Everything is happening at once, it seems, with Texas taking matters into their own hands. And uh, what are people going to do? We've got people coming in here. They're getting all these freebies. And you've got veterans being kicked out of hotels and they're being replaced in there by migrants. It's just it's just turning into a huge mess. Well, you have to remember that um, the... Biden's administration's policies from the very get-go, inauguration day forward, uh, are calibrated to bring in immigrants and never to block, stop, or deter. So when you have that black and white uh, policy uh, scenario, 
uh, you're going to invite uh, millions and millions of people to take the journey because today, as we speak, you know, the administration is probably letting in about 90% of everybody who reaches the border, which is just unprecedented. We have never had an administration or a president that was willing to do something like that. Mm-hmm. They ended deportation, they ended detention, uh, and they are just stamping, giving people papers and stamping it in and say, just report later to us uh, at your convenience uh, to wherever you're going. And there's this roaring conveyor belt, transportation conveyor belt of planes, buses, and automobiles mm-hmm. that are just you know, bringing them off the border straight into U.S. cities. And that's where you're talking about the American people are now finally, it took a couple of years mm-hmm. of buildup, but they are seeing this and feeling it in very, very, um, you know, virtual uh, and real ways um, on their pocketbooks. And, um, you know, they're, you know, I think we just had the uh, Denver hospital system you know, go into bankruptcy uh, and you have hospital systems, emergency rooms all over the country. I mean, this is, you can see this, it's visceral. Um, so uh, when you have that kind of a, of a, um, a scenario, it should be no surprise that it becomes one of the big top campaign issues. Mm-hmm. It's definitely right up there. The polling is showing that as an issue uh, with all these millions and millions of people that they're letting in, um, is that we're seeing it in the polling data that it's right up there with inflation. I mean, since when has some other issue ever uh, been able to compete with uh, you know pocketbook economic issues in an election? I mean, that's the that's what this is. That's what's happening right now, and you can read all about exactly how it started in the book mm-hmm. it's described in excruciating detail hopefully it's not too excruciating i do describe a lot in this book about my personal adventures uh down there uh you know what it's like on the ground with the immigrants and you know i try to make it a little bit more approachable mm-hmm. than just simply a policy book right uh now, I had heard that the Texans were taking their own money, even building their own part of the wall, the, trying to get that going. And, yeah. But then I, I don't know if they ran out of money or what had happened with that. Well, let's just say it's complicated, but to simplify it, uh, you know, when you, you have a, a Democrat, a liberal Democrat federal government, where the policy is let in 90% of everybody that shows up. (laughs) Uh, Those people are crossing by and large through a red state that's that, that has a Republican governor. Mm -hmm. Uh, The vast majority of the people who have crossed in the millions and millions of people came in through Texas. And there you have a, a, a state governor who is doing what he can to stem the tide and, the kinds of policies that the uh, administration of Greg Abbott has have rolled out are physical. A lot of them are physical at the at the, the water's edge along the Rio Grande. Um, there's a wide variety of them. In fact, I have a whole chapter on uh, what the Texans are doing and what they have been doing and why they're doing it. 
and their prospects for success uh, that are at complete odds with the federal uh, policies. And so you have this kind of loggerhead constitutional clash uh, in the Supreme Court, in the uh, circuit courts, in the uh, district courts, uh, where they're just suing each other left and right. <laughs> um, and the most recent thing is that, you know, the Biden administration has gotten Supreme Court clearance to go in and clear away all of the uh, Texas fencing that they've put up and the concertina wire and all of the things that the Texans have been doing down there. Uh, so far, they haven't uh, done any of that. And the Texans are saying, if you do, we're just going to put it back. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing in the court rulings say that we can't build it. Uh, so you tear it down, we'll build it. Uh, you tear it down, we'll build it again. And so you have this kind of crazy, you know, policies that are at complete odds with one another. And, and the Texas uh, stance is perfectly understandable. I mean, mm -hmm. this is happening in Texas, uh, to Texas, uh, and to the rest of the country as well. And these cattle ranchers, they're finding their, you know, cattle being slaughtered by these people coming in because they're starving to death. I mean, you know, that's the least of it. Uh, you know, yeah. there's the, 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 you know, I just, I have a friend that lives in Eagle Pass. I'm coming, I'm going down there in a couple of days and I was going to look him up. And he, he said, yeah, man, I, we, my wife and I were asleep. It's the middle of the night and we heard a, they live right on the river just about. And we heard a big smash. And, you know, illegals broke in while we were home uh, and they chased them off and they've been breaking, smashing and grabbing all along. It's that kind of stuff. I mean, it's petty cr criminality, but it, it does create a sense of insecurity all along the borderlands when you have millions of people sneaking in or mm -hmm. turning themselves in or, you know, there's a sense of lawlessness. And in Texas, you know, everybody's got guns mm -hmm. and those people are armed to the teeth down there, just regular. Uh, although my friend, I, I said, well, did you have your gun? You know, it was pitch black. Did you right. have your gun? He says it wasn't readily available. I'm like, well, oh, no. how about it's like, oh yeah, it'll be readily available now. Uh, but you know, that's the least of it. You know, um, cities across the country are complaining. They're, they're, they're broke having to house, feed, shelter, and support. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of uh, foreign nationals that don't even speak the language and don't have authorization to work and they're all on welfare and in the medical system and in the school systems. And those are real world problems. And mm -hmm. I think those are the problems that are making this a campaign issue for the 2024 election, much more so than the midterms in 2022, November uh, because it, they were still building up momentum and crowds. Uh, they hadn't really hit like they have in the last two years. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I had heard that they had sent kids home from school so they could make room for immigrants for shelter, and they were just going to have these kids just do their classes remote, it, where are we putting our, you know, our, our children should come first and they're schooling. Well, there's lots of scenarios like that. I mean, uh, for sure, this is, this is impacting on the um, school systems 
nationwide. Uh, in fact, uh, chapter uh, 17, the final chapter of my book is about what this is doing to the school systems mm-hmm. across the country. Uh, and I kind of focus and do a case study on one in particular in Texas, but but the one that I case study in the book is um, you know emblematic of school systems around the country. There's no question that this is happening because the the demographics of this particular mass migration crisis are families that uh, realized that they were going to be let in, a hundred percent guaranteed and unaccompanied minors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is a very child-centric mass migration crisis, very, very much so. Uh, and um, the, they have special needs. And one of those is education. <laughs> That's just one of them. Uh, so, you know, look in your school districts for purchases of uh, portable classrooms uh, this year and uh, request that you support the next bond election that they're suddenly holding to raise your taxes uh, so that they can hire more teachers. Uh, go ahead and Google your school district for bond elections or portable classrooms and see if you don't find uh, all these sudden purchases of millions of dollars for uh, you know these extra classrooms to put on the back 40 of, of the local elementary school. That's all going to be illegal immigrant kids. Uh, who don't speak English. And so now you have to hire ESL teachers and it just goes on and on like that. But it's really the least of it. Um, The black communities uh, that traditionally vote democratic, generationally vote democratic, are furious because the resettlement of these illegal immigrants by the thousands and thousands, it's largely happening in their precincts in their buildings, in their apartment apartments that have been abandoned that are only now getting rehabbed uh, and, and for illegal immigrants when they wanted it rehabbed for their mm-hmm. community. Housing subsidies by the tens of millions, even the billions of dollars going to illegal aliens uh, right in the midst of uh, African-Americans Uh, who are looking at this going, we've been asking for this for 50 years and you keep saying no. How did you all of a sudden find all these billions of dollars for these people Uh, right in front of our faces? You're doing it. And, you know, go Google Chicago assembly meetings and look what's going on in there. They're saying we're voting Republican jammed to the rafters with black American Democratic voters who are saying no mas, no more. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of frustration in, um, you know, traditional Democratic uh, voting consist- constituencies. I think, yeah, exactly all of that. And the concern that they're not vetting these people that are coming through. They're just letting these people come through and, oh, just check back with us later when we're, we could be letting in, you know, psychopaths people that have committed deadly crimes over there and now they're coming over here and doing this to our citizens. This is just, I think it's unconscionable. Yeah. We're just beginning to see those impacts crime. uh, You know, there's, there's a story out that's making the way just today. I mean, this is just one little thing it's going on every day 
uh, where a bunch of um, illegal aliens in New York attacked uh, and beat down NYPD officers. And then when they were arrested, the local DA freed them without bail almost immediately. Uh, And that's happening because, you know, the uh, federal government decided right away and announced during the 2020 campaign even that they would not deport anyone, including criminal aliens. Uh, They said it out loud. There are all these clips of Joe Biden, the candidate, saying we're not doing any deportations unless it's a really, really, really serious uh, aggravated felony. We're not doing it. And he said it at one venue after another after another and followed through. So, you know, we're going to be living with our, our, um, our most vulnerable Mm -hmm. uh, citizens are becoming victims uh, all across the country. If armed NYPD officers are being beat down, uh, you know, with the full force of law, uh, why should they care about women and children? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and they're not, they don't. And we're seeing a lot of victimization, a lot of dead uh, there's a guy on um, on X uh, named Oren, A-O-R-R-I-N, mm-hmm. who's actually keeping track of all these, you know, uh, vulnerable, you know, women and children who have been killed by illegal immigrants inside the United States recently. Mm-hmm. It's just heartbreaking to see these, these things. I retweet them, so you could probably find some of the retweeted ones on my I want people to know about it. He wants people to know about it. Um, and he's done good research on these. And there are just, he says he's got about 800 case studies of you know, uh, men, women, and children that have just been murdered or killed in car, drunken car accidents, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're mostly people who are deceased, who died at the hands of illegal immigrants who didn't get deported when they were supposed to. And so therefore all of these women and children would be alive. And no one cares. This is. No one cares. Nobody will report these stories. The regular media regards stories like that as unfair and and racist against like you're what, why, why wouldn't we write about these victims if they were killed by another citizen? Mm -hmm. It's the same, but it's not the same because Illegal aliens, especially those who have removal orders from a judge, shouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And American citizens, I'm sorry, we're just uh, criminal Americans. We're stuck with them. Uh, But we're not stuck with illegal aliens. We can move them out of the country and save our people that way. And that's an option that doesn't exist for when it comes to a criminal American uh, citizen. And why don't they just draw that distinction? I'll never know. That's that's like one of the great uh, mysteries. I was a reporter for 23 years, um, and I just happen to know that, uh, you know, our ranks are filled with people who are on the politically liberal side of the spectrum. They don't want to write about this sort of thing. Well, the truth is, this is what's happening. They might be having to be forced to write about it. If this gets worse and worse, if it it just it hasn't already, this is just so appalling. 
it's going to get worse. It, it just is. I mean, we have a lot of criminal aliens crossing that border. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I mean, that's, we know that by the ones we caught, but we've had about 2 million in the last 36 months get away undetected into the interior. They're called gotaways actually. Oh. Uh, people that run and don't turn themselves in are running probably because they have a criminal history already. Mm-hmm. So that pool of 2 million is going to have a high concentration of criminality in it. And they're all over the country. You know, um, what is your best advice for the average American when you're just out, even just getting groceries? You don't know what you're going to run into. No, I mean, you know, and I don't, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I don't want to generalize uh, too much about, um, you know, the, the, the average risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's like for insurance actuarials uh, to do things like that. But I mean, if you live in Chicago, yeah. Denver, New York, or any of these big cities where there's a whole lot of illegal immigrants just roaming everywhere all around, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if it was me, I'd hang on to my wallet and uh, you know, I might have a taser or something more lethal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, depending on where, and I'd be careful, you know, you, you gotta be careful. It's a shame we have to live like this now. Uh, we would have been a lot better off financially and physically and emotionally had that wall just been built and done. Well, it's not just the walls. Uh, uh, you know, you can have a wall, but the wall mm-hmm. will be defeated if you don't have certain policies behind it. Mm-hmm. Policies that you need to have behind that is that you're going to deport most, if not all, of everybody who crosses that thing mm-hmm. and comes in. Um, the president can do that like that for a hundred percent of everybody crossing that border. They have the authority. It's clear cut. They don't have to take asylum seekers. Uh, we don't have to release 90%. Uh, we don't have to release 1%. Uh, but you know, this administration is totally down with that 90%. They love it. Uh, and, you know, that's just the half of it. They've got these other programs that they have invented out of whole legal cloth to um, let pe- let these illegal immigrants south of the border uh, schedule their illegal entry over a land port. And we've had hundreds of thousands on the CBP-1 app on a cell phone uh, schedule their appointments, and then they walk across the bridge, and you don't even see those, and then we stamp those people in. Uh, on on parole, and we have hundreds of thousands of others that are flying in directly from foreign airports into 43 American airports. I don't have their names. I'm working on that. Don't worry. Um, mm-hmm. To try to get the names of those, so it's not Greg Abbott bussing people to these cities. It's the Biden administration authorizing the flights in, mm-hmm. and also just letting them in over the land ports as well on the app. And then also just letting everybody who comes in illegally through. Uh, so, I mean, it's not Greg Abbott doing this. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. Very disheartening. Uh, you know, I'm so glad you wrote that book. And, um, you know, I won't keep you all, you know, all morning. But I'm so glad you came on. And um, people can reach you on Twitter at 
at Benzman Todd. I'll- yeah, Benzman Todd. And you can go to my website, toddbensman.com. I have a newsletter. It's free. If you want to keep up with my writings, every time I write something, I put it out in the newsletter and it flashes and people can then click on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to follow me. It'd be in your email, but that's on my website, toddbensman.com. Uh, and uh, I work for the Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org. They're a great organization. I've been with them for five years and they hadn't fired me yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, we are a 5013C. We take donations. Uh, so, you know, we're always um, looking to, to be supported on this because as far as think tanks go for immigration, the vast majority are on the other side uh, advocating for open borders. And we're one of very, very few, maybe one of them, maybe the only one that is like, hey, wait a minute, you know, there's another side to this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, thank you for, you know, taking time out to to talk to me. And I'd like to have you come back on again in the future. And sure. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Oh, most definitely. And um, your your book is just, you know, it's just going to open up so many eyes. I know you're saying it's thick. But it's it's just it's just going to open up what everyone needs to know. But it's also approachable. I have a lot of uh, you know me on the ground with the immigrants and lots of adventure stuff in there too. So it's mm-hmm. not a policy wonk book. And how and it's, you- it's also on audio. Oh, so, good. Yeah, I mean you can buy this book at your local bookstore. I mean if they're still there, and then they have Amazon and Barnes and Noble and everything else. Um, published by Post Hill Press. Uh, and they did put an audio version out there too, which I bought. And uh, my wife has not had a chance to read this thing. So she's listening to the audio book when we take trips. <laughs> so well, that's good. No, yeah. people want audio. I know people want audio for my books, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> but I'm so glad you came on. But uh, don't jump off, okay? Uh, Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth, and Raised by These Wolves, How Family and Federal Courts Are Failing Our Children. You can find me on Spotify, YouTube, Apple iTunes, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, and platforms I do not know about and please feel free to donate a cup of coffee to keep the podcast going and thank you so very much todd bensman for coming on to slam the gavel sure thing thank you thank you